Yeah, they counted us out, now we need a division again. At the top of the round, 17 and Jody with the hands. AI 12s with the Divas, you know that we winning again. AI 12s with the Divas, you know that we winning again. They don't want to see the squad. They just watch us beat the line. They don't want to see us lift the number 52 and hit you from the side. Winning again, winning again, we got a division again. Guys, welcome back. Dynasty Tailgate Podcast, episode 29. I'm Mitch Pressine. As always, with me today, BJ Cole. Hey, guys. He's a bum. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Still my bum of the week, BJ. <laughs> yep, probably going to be it. I can live with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so on topic today, we have our normal news and headlines. And I talk some of our trades in our trade segment. Uh, we're going to do our week three predictions against the spread with some start and sit candidates. Buying windows that may open based on week three performances. Predicting the highest scoring player of the week. Predicting the most underwhelming player of the week. And then we're going to do our Dynasty Tailgate DFS lineup. Yes. Going to win you or lose you guys some money this week. <laughs> yeah, you could win up to like 36 bucks if we only do 20 again. Yeah, that is true. One lucky guy got it each of the last two weeks. Wait, we had a back-to-back winner? Oh, no, I meant like... Oh, okay. I don't think it was back-to-back. No, because it was a new guy this last week. I was going to say, the shit's rigged. (laughs) I set it up that way. (laughs) False, because then I would have been the winner. But I think I took a, like, 15th place, and you took dead last. I did. I I knew I was gonna take ten last in that one. It did not. You didn't go even my way. break a hundo, dude. Yeah, it did not go my way. But I think with our lineup from last week that we put on here is the one that ended up getting me six bucks and a three dollar entry. So there we go. See, I did not go negative. See, it's an investment. I think I broke even because I entered a two dollar one, a three dollar one, and a one dollar one. So wow, dude. <laughs> <laughs> It's not an investment. <laughs> I think I'm doing the Millie Maker this week. Ooh. Like our lineup that much? Oh, no. I'm not going to use that one. What? I'm going to use our other one. Oh, all right. The Thursday? Our... All right. Let's hop into this quick. We're going to start our, off with our news and headlines. The Packers activated Aaron Jones following his two-game suspension. How much of an impact do you expect him to make in week three his first week of the season. Um, yeah, with knowing the Packers and knowing the Packers coaching staff, I want to really want to say that he will take a backseat to Jamal Williams and uh, and Tymont over there. Uh, yeah, actually, McCarthy even said that in a presser on Wednesday. Yeah, but also knowing Jamal Williams and Tymont, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, with the with the way with Aaron Rodgers' injury and. You know the running backs that we have. We're gonna need to get explosive plays on the on the ground with Aaron with uh, not Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams and Ty Montgomery both showing that they're mediocre at best. I think they're gonna have to put Aaron Jones on the field because he would be the back that can get us those explosive plays. Um, to think that Aaron Rodgers can sit can sit back in the pocket and throw the ball fifty times a game, that's just not you know that's not a smart way to go about his injury. Um, you know, if you if you don't want him to get him hurt for even longer, which you know the Packers don't. 
Um, so that's why I think you know they're going to go to Aaron Jones sooner or not because they'll get him that those chunk plays on the ground. Yeah, definitely. I actually think uh, Ty Montgomery looked pretty good last week, but Jamal Williams, he's just a plotter and not much more than that. Yeah, I mean, I even I even totally texted it to, texted it to you last week. Um, with some of the plays that Ty Montgomery makes, it do, you do realize why Mike McCarthy wants him back there. But he can't do that on a consistent basis because when he starts to do that, doing that on a consistent basis... He gets uh, hurt. Yeah, he gets hurt, then he's out for multiple weeks, and a guy like... Jamal Williams goes in and seals his job. Yeah, so I'm going to get to Aaron Jones now. So I said it yesterday. I'm going to say it again. McCarthy's going to work Jones in slowly because McCarthy is a fucking idiot. But anyways, it'll only be a matter of time until Aaron Jones shows to McCarthy, Philbin, the fans, fantasy football owners, that he is the best running back the Packers have. Yeah, by far. I don't think it's that close. Then. I mean, you saw it in the game last year against Tampa Bay where his only run was a 20-yard touchdown. Yeah, he is, he is that running back that can literally score from anywhere on the field for us. Um, Jamal Williams gets what's blocked. I think uh, Tymon has the ability to, and then you know Aaron Jones has the ability to get more than what's blocked for him um, just because of their shiftiness. Yeah, Aaron Jones has the vision, too. He yeah. lets the play develop in front of him and then goes for it. Yeah. Unlike Jamal Williams, who just runs straight for the hole, even if it's not there. Yeah. All right, so the Eagles made a move to improve their shallow wide receiver, co- wide receiver core. Bring back Jordan Matthews. Do you think he will thrive with the lack of depth right now and what will happen when Alshon makes his return? Yeah, I mean, I think Philadelphia just has to give him opportunities at this point. Um, they're so shallow um, at their wide receiver quarter. I mean, the only real wide receiver they have is Nelson Aguilar. So I think you're going to see him play a lot week one. And if he was on your waiver wire after getting cut by the Patriots, he's definitely worth that ad. And then you just worry about what happens when, um, when, uh, when Jeffrey comes back, when Jeffrey actually comes back, um, you know, if he makes it to that point because he does like to get hurt. <clears throat> Yeah, I think he's just a filler for now. Like you kind of said, he's been solid when he is healthy, but I'm not even sure he's the receiver that the Eagles need right now. Granted, he's one of the only ones, so he's going to have to be. But they need an Alshon type back, a big guy who's going to go up and catch the ball, get separation, not your, another slot guy. Yeah, they also signed um, Kamara Aiken too uh, this week. So they're they're really scrambling at he- that wide receiver position. He played last week, didn't he? No, he did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, two weeks ago. Season nobody. Why, <laughs> why am I supposed to remember him? <laughs> I saw him on, uh, well, I was going through some waiver wires, and I was like, oh, he actually scored some points last week. Okay. Well, he kind of has no choice. <laughs> He's the second wide receiver by default. <laughs> yeah, because Mike Wallace decided to break his leg. Yeah. But, you know, I think Jordan Howard having familiarity with the Eagles will help him out here. Um, And I think he's just worth an ad to see what happens. I mean, someone's going to have to get opportunities other than Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, I just don't think you should go out and spend much on him. No, definitely don't trade for him. It's only if you have him on the free agent market right now. Yeah. Yes. 
Alright, so let's get on to our last one. Uh, Cincinnati's running back Giovanni Bernard missed practice on Wednesday. Will this mean more touches for the rook Mark Walton? Yeah, I think with this news of this injury, um, like we said before, Wednesday is the most important day. Now, with that being said, Mark Walton, not Mark Walton, uh, Gio has been in that offense for a very long time, so he probably can afford to miss that day. Um, but with with this injury and having Marvin Lewis uh, come out and saying that he likes the growth of Mark Walton from the start of training camp to now, hat makes makes me think that Mark Walton may very well get more touches than what we initially when we what we initially thought um, going into this week. Uh, but I still, with that being said, I still don't think that he is going to be fantasy relevant in any way this year. Um, like I said in the last podcast, he is one of my buys, but is for you know next year. Um, I think I think he'll have the opportunity to earn carve out a nice little role uh, for next year in the stretch with mixing with mixing out. Yeah, I could definitely see that, but it's definitely not going to be this week. I should have actually went first. I saw earlier today that the questionable tag was removed from Geo, so he's good to go. Yeah, I know. I knew looking at at this report, it could have gone either way because Geo is one of the guys on that team that can miss a Wednesday practice and practice Thursday um, though I have the walkthrough on Friday and be ready to go just because he's been in that offense for so long um, so it doesn't really surprise me but I wouldn't be surprised if I saw a little bit more touches from Mark Walton this week either still yeah like I said I think he gets about 6 to 8 yeah alright so that wraps that the news and whatever up <laughs> headlines let's get on to the trade the trade segment all right so first one bj traded josh allen adam shaheen a 2019 third and a 2019 fourth for drew Brees, Deion kane and a 2019 fifth yes so uh, we pretty much swap guys on ir which i like um but really this trade is irrelevant now with the news that carson Wentz is coming back um, I made this trade because I wasn't happy with the way I was, you know, my quarterbacks were playing that were picking up a waiver wires. So when I when I put throughout this trade on, I was on that last Thursday uh, when Joe Flacco was just sucking it up for me. Um, I made this offer and it was accepted that day. Um, you know, I got to live with it, but I am happy that I have a quarterback like Drew Brees, especially for the first few weeks. Uh, because I can afford to sit Carson once as he starts to work that rust off and get into real uh, game shape there, and it's not like I paid a real bad value uh, to get a to get Drew Brees. Um, he was a rebuilding team. He wanted the young players, and I just had a, co- a young quarterback and offered it to him um, where others didn't. Yeah, I honestly think that you won this trade, and I think you having him tossing Kane as a throw-in was just the cherry on top, especially since we have three IR spots. Yeah. Oh, I mean, even with Shaheen and Deion Kane, that's a risk. But with Trey Burton being in Chicago um, and having no real wide receiver other than uh, T.Y. Hilton in Indy, I thought Deion Kane was a better chance to at least be productive. Um, now, it could very well be a lot wrong. Adam Shaheen did show out this preseason. But I, Deion Kane's by far the better athlete, and I think by far has the higher ceiling um, between these guys. Yes, I agree. All right, so the next two trades were actually redraft trades, both done by moi. 
So I traded Zach Ertz and CJ Anderson for Tyler Eifert, Aaron Jones, and Antonio Callaway. Okay, this one this one isn't as bad as what I originally thought when I first read it. Um, just because Aaron Jones It's also in like a very big Packer fan league. Yeah. Um it's it's also it's mainly because Aaron Jones is coming back and I I don't think that he's gonna get that much of a workload, so I think it was the right time to buy him um at that point. Um giving up giving up Zach Ertz. Um I think you're relying on ASJ if I read that correct and uh Tresky's right up. Yes. Um, so that, that's a little bit of risk there, but I do like the upside that you're getting in Aaron Jones and Callaway. And if Eifert can stay hurt, he can be a productive tight end too once he gets rolling. Um, it's not it's not that risky of a trade, but you need a, you need a lot you need Aaron Jones to hit for it to really work out for you. I think that I think that's the kicker there. You need Aaron Jones to hit. I also need Callaway to hit, but I, that's what I did. I traded away my, my consistency. For uh, potential, I have a pretty good roster as it is, so I figured if I can trade my tight end, which neither of us value as high, for a running back that could be the number one on the team and a wide receiver who's a nice deep threat, taking that Josh Gordon role, and a replacement level tight end as well, I'm good to go. Yeah, I mean, I like it. You definitely added... Uh, he got the best player, but I think he got the best upside, if that makes sense. Yeah, I knew when I did this that I was definitely giving up the best player, but I mean, knowing it was the right time. I mean, pretty much I'm looking at this traded, and it's just Eifert for those three guys because I don't really care about C.J. Anderson, um, especially when you're getting Aaron Jones in return. I think he won that part. Um, the only part hurts for those three guys. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much the way I'm looking at it, too. So I do like that trade for you. All right. So my next trade, I traded Kenny Galladay, Sony Michelle, and Cortland Sutton for Joe Mixon and DJ Moore. Yeah, and this one I think uh, our buddy Tresky got his mind mixed up and thought he was playing his, uh, his dynasty league that he's in um, because I just don't understand this trade. You by far got the best player in this trade. Um, and Joe Mixon. Yes, you're going to have to wait a little bit, but you only give up one guy that had kind of surprised in the first two weeks and Kenny Galladay, um, Cortland Sutton, who's been limited in that offense, and the PlayStation, Sony Michelle, who's just came back and didn't really do anything in the backfield. Um, so really, I don't understand this trade. I think it's just a stupid owner making a stupid move and hope Tresky's oh. listening to this. <laughs> Also, all of those guys were bench guys for me. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Because Sony you, probably could have slotted in as my RB two, but but it, not Mixon. Yeah, but that doesn't make sense because you're getting the best player, and then you're getting the most upside player um, for this year. Now, if it was if it was Dynasty, like I said, this is probably a more even a better trade for uh, for. Our buddy, Tresky. yeah, for our buddy Tresky there. But since it's not, and you're just looking for the best players for this year, getting Joe Mixon and DJ Moore is huge because, I mean, Joe Mixon's the best player, and no one has the upside that DJ Moore has for this year, except for Kenny Galladay. Um, he's up there, but I just like DJ's more, Jim, DJ Moore's upside. Yeah, I was <laughs> pretty pissed I had to give up Kenny Galladay. I was hoping you would have taken Sammy Watkins instead, but it yeah. is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna be cocky and said no one wants Sammy Watkins, 
But I want Sammy Watkins to just get a share of that offense, to be honest. Actually, that's exactly <laughs> what I was told when I offered him Sammy Watkins. He said no one wants Sammy Watkins, and he should be on waivers. And then he's like, make it Galladay, and you got a deal. So I was like, okay. Yeah, not, not in that offense. He shouldn't be on waivers. Yeah, I agree. All right, so that ends our trade segment. We're going to pick against the spread with our start-sit help. We're going to start with the first game, Saints versus Falcons. The Falcons are a three-point favorite. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Saints on this one. Um, you're having Drew Brees and his offense going up against a reeling Falcons defense. Um, I think they have three people in IR at this point. It may be two, um, but I'm just I going off two of, for sure. It might be a third. Yeah, I'm just going off the of memory here. I know it's not looking good uh, for their defense. Um, I just, and I just don't think they're going to stop uh, Michael Thomas, Drew Brees, and Elvin Kamara. You know, all in the same game. But with that being said, I am going to start Tevin Coleman. Uh, it's just another week without Devontae Freeman, and we've seen that. New Orleans defense is one that can be exposed here. Um, but I'm also going to be sitting Mohamed Sanu because, like I said in the last podcast, I think this is switching over to a Calvin Ridley uh, wide receiver two over there. All right. Yeah, I'm also picking the Saints a lot of what you just said. <laughs> um, I do think it could be a high-scoring game, though, so that should be fun. But I'm going to start Michael Thomas and Ted Ginn, and I'm going to sit both Sanu and Ridley this week. Hey, high scoring in game. So do you think... Uh, I think it's just going to be a Julio, Julio, Julio. This is like a five-touchdown Julio game, right? That we well, get... Almost... We all know Julio doesn't score touchdowns. So oh, it's you... going to be like 18 field goals by the Falcons. You usually get one three-touchdown game from Julio in a bunch of yards. That last this year was just a one one of his like 60-point games. Yeah. Maybe he's a good pick in DFS. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot to bet on there. He's going up against uh, uh, Lattimore, right? Yeah, I'd imagine so. Yeah, he's going up against Lattimore over there. And last year, he really struggled in that matchup. So it's going to be fun to watch. Hey, I think we missed a game. We missed tonight's game on this, PJ. I know, because it's probably not going to be put out before tonight's game actually starts. Yeah, that is true. All right, never mind. Well, we should still say who we're picking. Just say who you're going to pick in that game. Um, I am picking the Jets. Jets the Browns. You're, I'm picking the Browns. Browns yeah. are getting their first win. People are getting free beer in Cleveland. I I can't pick the Browns until they can prove to me, um, they can actually win a game. And I'm actually betting on these games this week, so I I had a I have weird philosophies <laughs> this week. How are you? You're actually betting on them. What are you doing, Bovada? No, my bookie. Oh, how much money you drop? Not, not that much. I just, I just wanted to start to get a feel of it, um, and then I think I, you know, as I get comfortable, I obviously ramp up the money. I just want to know what I'm getting into here and what to watch for. You use one of those promo codes and have them double your money. Yes, I did. Nice. All right, well, let's move on to the next game then. The 49ers versus the Chiefs, or at the Chiefs. The Chiefs are a seven-point favorite. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs. I'll continue to take the Chiefs until uh, another team can prove to me that they can slow them down. Um, here, I will be starting Kittle. Um, I just think, well, that kind of changes it with Goodwin out, I mean, coming back, but I still think uh, Kittle's a good start here. Um, and I'll be sitting uh, Garcon, especially with Goodwin coming back. Yeah, I'm also going the Chiefs. And I'm going to start uh, Pettis and Goodwin this week. 
Yeah, you just changed both, that. <laughs> well, I just realized that Goodwin was playing this week. Yeah. So, but uh, where where was I? Oh yeah, I think they have a good matchup against the Chiefs' corners, and they're going to be from playing from behind, so they're going to be passing a lot. And I'm going to sit uh, Matt Breida and Alfred Morris. Uh, Breida might get a few catches, but I don't know if he gets much done on the ground. Yeah, they shut down uh, James Conner last week, so I wouldn't be surprised if they shut down Breida this week. Yes. All right, so Raiders versus the Dolphins. The Dolphins are a three-point favorite. I'm taking the Raiders here. Um, Yeah, I know. I I just like the way Derek Carr played last week, and I think if he can carry it over against a team like Miami – he will uh, pull this one out uh, for the Raiders. Um, but I will be starting Tannehill just because I think because of Carr's performance last week, he's an automatic start. Um, and I'm going to be sitting Jody Nelson in this one. Ooh, okay. I actually think the Dolphins win this one. Tannehill's been pretty solid lately. And I'm looking to start Albert Wilson because of that Amendola injury. And I'm going to sit Marshawn Lynch. Hey. All right. Uh, so does does the Dolphins have a good defense this year? I can't tell yet, but so far they've been pretty good. Because I I was watching um, under twenty both weeks they've allowed for points. I was watching a show on ESPN and they're talking about if Aaron Rodgers should sit, and they're talking about the defense that defenses they need to play after the bye, and they said the Miami Dolphins, and I started laughing because I didn't think that their defense was good at all. Yeah, I'm not really sure, but I they look decent right now because they've literally only allowed 17 points each week so far, I think. Yeah, that's pretty solid. But they haven't played a guy. Yeah, they haven't played any good teams yet, so we will see. Yeah. All right, so our next game is a blowout of the week. The Bills versus the Vikings, and the Vikings are 17-point favorite. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a lot of points there, but you have to go with the Vikings. Um, the Bills are just so bad, and the Vikings have weapons like Kirk Cousins, um, Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs, um, Dalvin Cook if he plays, which I don't doesn't look like that he is. Oh, he sat out again today. Um, so, yeah, you got to go with the Vikings here. Um, with that being with the news, with me believing that Dalvin Cook's not going to play this week after seeing that he sat out again, I'll be starting Latavius Murray, and I'll be sitting Josh Allen. You're going to start Latavius because you think that he's just going to be running out the clock the whole second half? Yeah, pretty much. Obviously, if Devin Cook does decide to play, um, I may switch it, but probably not. Not if he's sitting out. Um, this this whole situation is weird because after the Packer game, he said it was cramps, and then it turned out to be a hamstring, and now he's missing all week of practice. So I'm kind of I'm kind of leery about it. I even think if he does try to give it give it a go. Latavius Murray is going to get the main spot um, this week. All right, yeah, I agree there, which means I have to come up with a sit. I am also picking the Vikings, though. It is tough to pick against the Bills with that 17-point margin. I mean, maybe the Bills get lucky, return a kick for a touchdown, scoop and score one time, and it ends up being... 27 to 14 or something on yeah. some garbage but and at, at, especially after a week that they just only lost by 11 so um it's, it, yeah, it was the Vikings just played into overtime a yeah. little banged up too I mean I, it was hard to take him but I just thought taking him was trying to be too cute here 
Um, the Vikings have good offense, good defense, so you kind of just have to roll with it. Yep, that's why I did it. So my start is going to be dig the combo of Diggs and Thielen, even though I think they only play a half or three quarters. I think they're going to be putting up some major points. I'm going to sit. Hmm. You can just say them. I'm not going to say the Bills. No, you can say the, the guy that you have down right now. Oh, I'm going to sit Dalvin regardless. I guess, yeah, I guess whether he plays or not, Yeah, um, I'm going to sit Dalvin. Because, yeah, I mean, that's why I just told you to say it. It just made a lot of sense that don't ex- don't try to rely on Dalvin you know, this week. Um, especially because if he does play, he's going to be bang playing hurt because he's missed practice all week. And if he doesn't play, obviously he's going to put a zero spot on you. Yeah, this week in my Dynasty League where I own Mixon and Dalvin, I am starting Tevin Coleman and Philip Lindsay well, that's against good. VJ. That's good news for me. <laughs> yeah, you bum. Nice week to play Mitchell. Yeah, and you're still going to lose. Think about that. I mean, How about that? It wouldn't surprise me. My team hasn't been playing that great. All right, so next game is the Colts versus the Eagles, and the Eagles are a seven-point favorite. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go here, and I'm going to pick the Colts. Um, I just think with even – though, even though Indianapolis's defense is bad, with Carson Wentz just coming back from his injury, I think it's going to even out the playing field there a little bit. Um, so I'm going to take Andrew Luck because he is, has a few games under, under his belt here. Um, so I'm just going to pick the Colts to a win here. Um, and I'm going to be starting Corey Clement, and I'm going to be sitting Carson Wentz for this one week. Yeah, I'm also picking the Colts. All I have to do is stay within a touchdown of the Eagles and you win the bet. And, um, yeah, I had the same guys as you, Corey Clement, as my start, and my sit is Wentz. I guess I'd say you'd also start Nelson Aguilar, being the only real pass catcher other than Zach Ertz there. Yeah. I mean, it's so hard to pick who you're going to start and sit in this one because either one team's depleted with injuries or the other team's filled offensively with guys that you just know you're going to start, like Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton, um, and or a guy that or a group that you know you're going to stay away from, which is their backfield. Um, so it was it was quite difficult to pick this one. Yes. All right, next game, Packers versus Skins. Packers are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Win by field goal. Yeah, I'm obviously taking the Packers here. Um, our, our quarterback almost just be one of the best defenses in the NFL with one leg. Um, but on, on this one, I am going to be starting Chris Thompson. Like I said before, the Packers have struggled with pass catching backs. It, but I'm going to be sitting Alex Smith. Um, especially if Kevin King plays, I'm sitting him. Really? Yeah. Those, okay. Those young DBs proved a lot to me this past week. So um, if they can shut down Kirk Cousins and Thielen and Diggs for, you know, the uh, for the three quarters that Kevin King was playing, um, I think they can do the same to Alex Smith. All right. So I'm also picking the Packers, obviously. Um, I'm going to start Jordan Reed, and I'm going to sit Aaron Jones. I also want to put a side sit. Another sit. If Oren Burks ends up playing like he's supposed to, I would fade Chris Thompson. I know yeah. you weren't a fan when I said that, but I know. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I do like Oren, but Burks is a safety that beefed up and started playing linebacker in the SEC last year. Um, 
But I think that Chris Thompson would get the best out of him, especially for his first actual um, NFL experience. I just have some faith in Oren Burks. He looked amazing in the preseason covering running backs, so that's what I'm going with. All right. I can see it. I'm Like I said, I'm a fan. All right. Next game, Bengals versus Panthers. Panthers are two-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, um, here I'm going to be starting Geo on the Bengals side, and I'm going to be sitting Funchess because I think a lot of the targets um, that were going his way last year uh, when Greg Olson went out are now going to Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, not some of them, all of them, and then some. <laughs> <laughs> but I am going the Bengals here. I think it's going to be a Geo-heavy game, so I'm going to start Geo. But I'm going to sit Andy Dalton. I don't think he has the greatest game. Maybe one touchdown, a couple picks. Okay. yards. Close back to reality after throwing three touchdowns in the first half. Yeah, that's where I'm getting at. Yeah. All right, I can get on board with that. Ooh, this next game, Jags are even versus the Titans. Yeah, I really don't know why this game is considered even because I think the Jags are going to win this one, and I think it's not even close. You know, to being even. With that defense and the way that offense has been struggling, give me the Jags all day on this one. Um, I will be starting TJ Yeldon, TJ Yeldon and sitting um, all Titan offensive players. Okay, yeah. So I also agree. This has to be one of the easiest picks that I've had to make so far this season, other than the teams playing the Bills. <laughs> but uh, my start of the week is actually Corey Grant. TJ Yeldon's a little banged up right now. Uh, I like what Corey Grant can do. He's been a great pass catcher. Um, when he gets the ball in open field, he's hard to tackle. And he's fast as hell. And my sit, I was going to go all offensive players, but I'm going to say specifically the Titans wide receivers. Yeah. It's going to be a rough specifically one. Specifically Corey Davis. Do you want to get more specific? Do you want to sit his right pubic hair? His too? right hand, yes. <laughs> it's thrown to the left side of his body. He might have a chance. <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be a rough one for him. Even for a guy like Deion Lewis that is usually consistent on just getting dump-offs, I just think it's going to be a rough one. Um, I mean, you have a struggling offense going up against a bus of defense. It's just not going to turn out too good. Yes. Alright, so... Oh, I almost skipped a game. Broncos versus Ravens. The Broncos are a five-point underdog. Yeah, I'm taking the Broncos here because I just think they have the better team at this point. Um, I think they have a defense that can shut down Joe Flacco. Um, He's proven that it's not that hard to do. Um, But I will be starting Demarius Thomas. I think he gets back on track here. Um, The Ravens' defense last week proved that they're very... They are vulnerable against the pass, um, especially with Jimmy Smith out for another week. Um, And I'll be sitting uh, Crabtree here. I just think this is a John Brown team um, until until he gets hurt um, because you all know that's going to come this year. Um, So I think this is a John Brown team until um, something else happens. And I'm going to put Crabtree on my buy low watch list. There you go. I really like your start of DT. I think if one of the receivers for the Broncos is to pick this week, I think it's a DT week over a Manny Sanders week. Uh, I am also picking the Broncos, but my start of the week is Philip Lindsay. I think that 
they're just going to keep riding the hot hand, and I think he's going to keep going. Like you were saying yesterday, his rookie wall is just a little bit later since he didn't have to do the combine. So he has that one extra event that he didn't have to travel for, do the stuff for. Do you know? Yeah, didn't have to give up all that time that he could spend resting his body. It doesn't seem like a lot, but this thing about you have to fly cross-country, that's all the time you could be resting your body, getting ready for the NFL season, and he was able to do that. Yes, and then my sit would be Willie Sneed. Just don't think it's his week. No, he... I'm just happy that my guy Willis Need is getting some action. It's gonna take him a little bit to out out where a crabtree there, but he's been seeing some action over there, so good for him. Yes. Next game is the Giants versus the Texans. The Texans are a seven point favorite. Alright. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Texans here. Um, just because of their defense. I mean, last time I pointed out the defense, they definitely let me down. But with that Giants offensive line, I think the combo of Watt, Clowney, and Merciless are going to be chasing chasing an immobile, uh, uh, not Peyton Manning, Eli Manning all over the yeah. field. Eli is starting to resemble the last year of Peyton. <laughs> yeah, where he just can't move whatsoever. Um yeah, it's not going to turn good. This may be the day that Manning actually dies in the pocket. Um, <laughs> or at least gets severely crippled. Yeah, it's it's not looking too good for him. Um, but I'm going to be starting Will Fuller. I think if he's going to get an, another long touchdown um, coming off his one last week, is going to be against a defense like this. I'm going to be sitting, sitting Lamar Miller. Ooh. All right. I'm also picking the Texans. But I am starting Lamar Miller and sitting Ingram. But I am starting Lamar this week because I think this is the week that Hopkins ramps it up to the next level and brings Lamar Miller to that running back two, running back one edge type back this week. So Yeah, Hopkins needs to get it going. Well, he had, what, six catches, 110 yards, and a tutty last week. So That tutty was called back, I believe. No, I definitely got the points for it in scoring only. Okay. Then it wasn't. Actually, never mind. I'm thinking about OBJ last week. (laughs) And I'm sitting Evan Ingram just because this, like you said, this defensive line is just going to be wreaking havoc on Eli, and he's only going to be looking at Saquon or OBJ, not even get to that Ingram read. Yeah. I can definitely see that. That's, yeah. It's not good because I own him. Um but I can definitely see that. Told you to sell this off season. That's fine. I have. <laughs> he's still going to be a solid wide receiver. You know, not wide. Well, I guess he is a wide receiver, but solid tight end. Uh, just because the tight ends in the NFL kind of suck fantasy wise. Yes. All right, Chargers versus the Rams. The Chargers are seven and a half point underdog. Um. Yeah, I'm going to take the Rams here. The, that defense is just too good. Um, and I think they're going to get under Philip Rivers' skin, and this is going to be one of the weeks where he's going to throw four or five interceptions. Um, so with that being said, I'm going to be starting Brandon Cooks, um, and I'm going to be sitting Philip Rivers. All right. Yeah, I'm totally switching mine. I was thinking about it at first, and I was like, ah, maybe the Chargers could keep within a touchdown of the Rams, but no, that defense, that defense is, is just ridiculous and their offense is pretty damn good too yeah and and they're, and they're going up against a quarterback that 
you know, is prone to giving the ball away. Um, so I think this is going to be one of those games where Pete Rives expect a lot like what we saw from Stafford in week one, that he's going to have a lot of um, a lot of turnovers in this game. So, yeah, if the Chargers never had their injuries on defense, Jason Verrett and Bosa, I might actually pick the Chargers still, but yeah, that's the killer for me. Yeah, their defense is hurting right now. So, yes, I am going the Rams. I'm starting Jared Goff, and I'm sitting Mike Williams. Ooh, starting Jared Goff. Yes. All right. Get in that Jared Goff-Brandon Cooks combo. Fuck Brandon Cooks. Bro. <laughs> Just kidding, Brandon Cooks. You're probably an all right guy, but you've let me down in the past too many times, and I'm salty. That's right. You're doing good for me so far. Keep it up. Yeah, wait till that bust week. All right, next game. Bears versus the Cards. The Bears are a seven-point favorite. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bears here. Um, it's just... a row, dude? Yeah, I know. I feel like a goddamn Bears fan. Um, but the Cardinals' offense has done absolutely nothing in, for two weeks, and I don't think that's they're going to start doing something against uh, top-ten defense right now in the league. Um, I'm going to be sitting Larry Fitzgerald, and we're starting uh, Trubisky. Okay, yeah, I'm also picking the Bears, as much as it sucks to say. Uh, I'm going to start Jordan Howard, as I think he's going to have, like, 150 rushing yards against them. And I'm going to sit both uh, Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk. Maybe even Ricky Seals-Jones. You never know. And I'm especially sitting Sam Bradford. And I may just be sitting all the Cardinals offense, including David Johnson. You have to start David Johnson. He was a first-round startup pick. You're not putting him on your bench. Well, if you piss me off enough, I may. Good news is, I don't have any David Johnson here, so that's never going to (laughs) happen. Yeah, me either. I've been trying to get him in one league, but they won't do it. All right, next game, Cowboys versus the Seahawks, and it is even. Dead even. Dead even. Um... I'm calling a tie on this one. You can't call a tie. Why not? That's not... That's like picking green on roulette. Why Why would you call a tie? That would be three weeks, so that wouldn't be picking green on roulette. That would be like... It's still like picking green on roulette. No. When it gets in its groove, it gets in its groove, and it picks it every time. No, 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 no. Um, anyways, I'll not be calling a tie. I am taking the Cowboys in this one. Um, I just think this is going to be the game where Zeke kind of breaks out of his funk that he's been having uh, going on here. Um, And I will be starting Tyler Lockett and sitting Dak. Yeah. um, I'm also picking the Cowboys. Even though it's impossible. I don't know why I'm picking the Cowboys because both these teams are trash. And I like the Seahawks one weapon more than I like the Cowboys. Well, I guess never mind. I lied. I'm picking the Cowboys because of Zeke. <laughs> I know exactly why I'm picking the Cowboys. <laughs> and I'm starting Tyler Lockett and Zeke, and I'm sitting everyone else in this game. You know what's funny looking at this matchup? These were two premier teams just, just two years yeah, ago. Yeah, two years ago. And now they don't know what they're doing <laughs> with themselves. <laughs> Trash can. Yeah. Um, all right, Patriots versus the Lions. Lions are a seven-point underdog. Um, yeah, I'm going to be taking the Patriots in this one. This is a uh, 
this is a, one of those teacher-student matchups, and Bill Belichick has yet to lose one of those matchups. Um, and I think he's going to get the best out of uh, Patricia's, uh, Patricia's Lions over there. Um, here I'll be starting Sony Michelle. I think he'll start pulling away with that lead role. I watched some film on his game, and he did look pretty solid um, running the ball. Um, and I'll be sitting Matthew Stafford. What is that beep guy? I don't know. <laughs> it's loud. My headphones are up too high. Anyways, I am also taking the Patriots. I think they win by two or three touchdowns. But I am, however, starting Kenny Galladay and Golden Tate. I'm sitting Marvin Jones and Josh Gordon. One second here. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to pause this. My apartment may be burning down. All right, BJ, now that your apartment is done burning down, we can get back to this. I almost died, guys, so sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, all you got to do when your house is burning down, just rip the fire alarm off the wall and it stops burning. I threw it threw it right outside, right into the water. <laughs> we only have a couple, one game left. Wow, what are the chances of that? <laughs> <laughs> so... Another even game. Steelers versus the Buccaneers. It is even. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Buccaneers on this one. Uh, the Steelers have just been playing flat awful. Um, you know, these past two weeks, tying with the Browns, losing to who did they lose to Chiefs. last week? The Chiefs. Let up six touchdowns. Yeah, they're not playing good, and now they're going to have to go up against the fantasy hero and Ryan Fitzmagic. Not going to go turn out well for him. I'm going to take O.J. Howard in this one. I'm going to start him, and I'm going to be setting Big Ben. Yeah, I'm also going Bucks here. The Steelers' defense has been terrible. And for that, I'm starting the combo of Ryan Fitzmagic and DJX. And I'm sitting... The bromance. James Conner. It was tough to find a sit. I actually think the Bucks' defense can be ran out. So it was tough to pick James Conner there. Yeah. It sounds like right. it. Sit Jesse James. Boom. There you go. And maybe still James Conner. Shut Probably up. Probably tough to do, but... Just sit everybody. Don't play anybody on your roster. I mean, you're definitely starting AB and even Juju. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into our trade windows. Buying and selling. Um. Yeah, I am going to be buying Carson Wentz. Um or waiting for his buy window to open here because I think after week one, a lot of fantasy owners are going to start to be worried um, for no reason, really, just an overreaction on his performance. Um, another guy I'm keeping an eye on for a buying window is Corey Davis. I think after this week, it may come with uh, Jack playing Jacksonville. Um, and always David Johnson, um, looking at his buying window, putting on offers for him. Um, and... I will be selling uh, Quincy Anunua. I know he's the favorite target, but he is not a long-term asset for your team. You can trade him for a pick or a player that may potentially have be that long-term asset that you want. Uh, John Brown for the same same reasons, and James Conner for uh, because he's going to be nothing when Le'Veon comes back. What if Le'Veon doesn't come back? 
then I lost that trade, but it's a risk I'm willing to take. <laughs> right, right, right now his value is probably at his highest, so I think it's a good time to unload him. All right, so my buys probably gonna want to do most of these before this week, before the week starts, because you may end up not being able to get it done then. Well, all right, so Alshon. Uh, He's already missed a few games. Maybe someone's getting sick of waiting for him to come back. Go nab him. Um, Antonio Callaway, like I said before, I think it's a good time to buy him because once he explodes, you're not getting him for anything other than a first and something. Yeah, you may you may get an owner that wants to sell him before this week because they think he is not going to gain in value anymore. Um and they want to try to get one over on you, and you could walk away at Golden in that one. Yes. Another guy that we've been talking about as a buy candidate is Ronald Jones. I think you go get him before he becomes active, which might not even be this week. They might wait one more week. They may wait multiple more multiple weeks. Uh, I don't think they can wait that much longer. Peyton Barber's been awful, and Jaquiz has barely even seen the field. Yeah, that is true. And my last buy is Lamar Miller. Um, Like I said earlier, I think he's going to start playing a lot better once Deshaun Watson gets back into form and makes him that RB2 caliber player. And you can have him pretty cheap right now. Is Lamar Miller only a this-year play, or where do you think he's going next year? Yeah, he's more of a contender for a contender right now. Um, I'm sure he'll end up somewhere and be used which actually when he was used in a lesser role and not as the full-time guy, he was even better with the Dolphins. So yeah, that's something to look at. I was just curious about that because Lamar Miller is an interesting prospect, but I did look at him just like, all right, I'm going to get him this year, and then I'm going to try to set, like to win the championship, and then I'll try to sell him off because I'm not that high on him type, type of player. Yes. All right, so I'll move on to my cells then. Um, Evan Ingram. Basically, just some of the concerns that I said earlier. He's, at best, the third option that offense, and Eli has no time to get him the ball. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully they start yeah. running some shorter routes for him and OBJ um, to get involved more. Uh, my next guy is Geo. I know he's going to be pretty useful the next couple weeks, but if you can sell him right now and get a nice little return to the Mixon owner because he's panicking that Mixon isn't playing, it's a good option. Next guy is Matt Breida, just because I, I think he's going to play well while he's healthy, but I don't think he stays healthy the whole season. Not a chance. And my last guy is the is Will Disley. He's just been smoking mirrors. He's been playing. He had two nice games so far. Salvaged last week with the touchdown at the very end of the game. Who would you sell Disley for, though? I don't think you're going to get a lot out of him. Yet. You get a third for a guy you just picked up off waivers after week one. Boom. Yeah. I'm going to try to do that because I will Disley in a place. <laughs> yes. All right. That wraps up that segment. Let's move on to our beast of week three. Oh, I almost said the wrong week. I put down the wrong week. That's why. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Um, my beast of the week is going to be Adam Thielen. Um I was, I was kind of debating on Thielen or Diggs here. Um, I think Diggs, if he does get a good play, could very well outbeat Adam Thielen, and I feel like they could very well have the highest scoring 
uh, wide receiver one and wide receiver number two. Um, it's just going to be one of those type of ga- type of games going up against the Bills here. Um, so you mean my, like last week? Yeah, that's my beast of the week. <laughs> yeah. All right, my beast of the week is Michael Thomas. He's been great so far this se- the season. I see him catching another twelve to fifteen passes this week. Probably another touchdown and about a hundred and forty yards. That's my guess. All right. All right, who is your underwhelming player of week three? Yeah, this is a hard one to predict for me just because uh, there's a lot of good matchups and I didn't want to be um, too vanilla and um, pick the team that's going up against the Jags only because I saw Mitch was doing that, um, not because that's a bad pick. It's definitely something to keep an eye on. But I'm going to go Golden Tate here. I just think going up against a Bill Belichick coach team, it's going to be a rough one for all the Bills players. Um, so I think he's going to be a guy that you have to start, but he's going to up un- drastically uh, underperform. Wait. Oh, yeah, you're right. Never mind. I was confused there for a second. <laughs> Anyways, my underwhelming player of the week is going to be Corey Davis. He's already been pretty underwhelming this season. A lot of people have had high hopes for him, and now this week he faces Jalen Ramsey. So that's not fun. Including us, we had high hopes for him, and now he's kind of, uh, kind of killing us in one league. Yeah. So. But it's not sell time, so hold on to him. Yep, just ride it out. There's a this long season. The only week three. All right. Should we talk about our DFS lineup now? Yes. So so far we got sixteen dollars one. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it's something. Hey. That's solid. Yeah. Ish. I, know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we're not out here winning the million maker, but not a lot of people are. <laughs> yeah. Um, so far, too. Probably. Yeah. So um, this week, I'm going to go Cam Newton as a quarterback uh, versus Cincinnati for $6,000. Um, whenever you can get the quarterback two of highest scoring, you know, highest scoring quarterback number two overall uh, for 6000 I think that's a good deal. Um, I, I'm gonna go and on top of that, he's dual threat. Yeah. Get rushing yards. I'm going to go Nelson Aguilar. Um, I didn't put down who they play, but um, for 6100 I just being the only target, he's going to get a lot of the, lot of the shares there. Eagles um, play the Colts. All right, and yeah, they play the Colts, so that's another plus up for him. Um, and I'm going to take Demarius Thomas versus Baltimore for 5200 Like I said, Baltimore has shown they can be exposed through the air. Um, and I think this is a Demarius Thomas type of day where they will get him down to the goal line and throw him one of those uh, corner fade routes in the end zone. Um, so I, I like that pick. If if he if he hits, he is a steal at $5,200. Yes. Um, and then I'm going to take... Christian McCaffrey here versus Cincinnati. Um, I'm going to take the awkward stack and put him with Cam Newton. Like I said earlier, all the targets from Greg Olson are going to him, so I think it's like just adding another wide receiver to our roster here. He was a bit more pricey, but I think it's going to be worth the investment here just on target share alone, $7,800. Yeah, let's hope he gets like 25 catches this week. Yeah, that would be dope. <laughs> and Even adds if it in, only is like 84 yards, I'll and, take it. And adds, adds in like a touchdown and just has a real nice day. That, yes. would, that would really boost our uh, roster here. All right, so to add to what who BJ already has in there, 
I picked Jordan Howard versus Arizona for $6,500. I just think that, first of all, it's a good deal for a team that should be ahead and just pounding the rock to finish out the game. I picked Sammy Watkins versus going back, Pitt. Going back, to, uh, going back to Jordan Howard, I also like that pick because uh, Nagy is forcing him to be the every down back. So now he's getting receptions and everything like that too. Uh, so yeah. I think I think that's great value there at uh, six thousand five hundred dollars. All right. So then I picked Sammy Watkins versus San Francisco for fifty one hundred dollars. I think this is going to be one of those shootout games. San Fran's going to be trailing the whole time, but the Chiefs are just going to have to keep piling on points to stay ahead because their defense isn't any good. Yeah, and I think you're just whenever you do something like this, you have to get a piece of that offense. Otherwise, yeah, until screwed. they slow down. Yeah. I'm going uh, Jordan Reed versus Green Bay for $5,400. Jordan Reed, he's healthy. He's a nice start against anyone right now, and I don't see why he couldn't beat Ha Clinton Dix. Yeah, the Packers don't like covering tight ends, so you can see that. Ha's trash. I know you disagree, but I am not a fan. I'm impartial. I live on both sides of the fence on that one. I was gonna say you shut up real quick when I said that. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not. I'm. I'm not gonna disagree or agree. All right, uh, this next guy I kind of stole from BJ, but I'm still taking credit for it. Uh, Corey Clement versus Indy for forty three hundred dollars. I was actually looking at going Corey Grant here, but when I saw he was the same price as Corey Clement, I was like, yeah, we'll go with him. He's gonna get a little more usage. A little bit more. Corey Clement's the only running back they have over there now. They got Wendell Smallwood. I mean, yeah, but who are they going to play at Corey Clement or Wendell Smallwood? I think Wendell Smallwood's going to be minimal. Well, Corey Clement's going to have to come at the game at some point for a little breather or something. Yeah. And then our defense is going to be the Bears' defense and special teams versus Arizona for $3,500. Yeah. Um, Sam Bradford can't move, so you think he's getting away from Cleo Mack and friends? Mac might rip his head off, dude. Yeah, good luck. But that will be a 15-yard penalty, and it won't count as a sack. So, Well, just get him to the ground, and then when he's on the ground, rip his head off. So we still get credit for the sack. You guys I, still get the 15-yard penalty. I bet you could just charge him super hard and stop, and he'd just fall over. Then you could touch him. Yeah, probably. That's pretty much <laughs> what Eli does now, too. <laughs> yeah, Peyton did that. <laughs> Yeah, that's totally what's going to happen. It's not going to be a good. It's going to be another long week for Arizona. Um, at some point, they're going to have to get Rosen in there just to give them a spark. And if they do get Rosen in there, I'll start them in DFS that week. Ooh, okay. Yeah, we could have some serious monies to work with then. Yeah. So that wraps up our podcast for the day. Nice. nice. I didn't even take. Too long, did it? No, not yeah. even not even an hour. But if we would if we would have done the injury segment like we were planning on, like we did last week, it would have been like another hour thirty episode. I don't think it would have taken that long. I think I, there was a good amount of injuries to go over. I mean, granted, I'm, I would weeded out the ones you know the multi week injuries and just focused on uh, the injuries that are affected this week. But I think we hit that pretty good in our hour thirty episode. Uh, just a few days ago yes our first one of the week yeah those, okay, so I'm the, feeling those are going to be long ones all year 
yeah, our Wednesday, Thursday release date ones are going to be our long ones, and our Friday, Saturday ones are going to be our shorter ones, yeah. I believe. Here's here's the information, you know, go enjoy your fo- fantasy football week. Yes. Type thing. All right, well, thanks for listening to our podcast. Make sure you give the Dynasty Red Zone podcast a listen. Check out DynastyRedZone.com. You can see some of our info. BJ has written a couple articles on there. I've got my rankings on there. Kind of. I got my rankings, but the rookie rookie rankings, rankings. yeah. Yeah. And then uh, don't forget the draft or the Dynasty Tailgate DraftKings contest. If you want in, DM one of us. I'm at Tailgater underscore Mitch. BJ is at Tailgater underscore BJ. Wait, how many people do we got? I think we still have like 27, 26, 27, something like that. So you have room for three, three to four more. Get your names well, in the hat and let me take I mean, your money. We could get ten more, and then I could up it to even more. So, oh shit! Everybody's welcome. Come in. Let me win your money or I try to. Haven't made it yet. I make the contest on Fridays, so oh. we'll see. What the hell, man? You didn't even put the post out, did you? Yeah, I did. Right before we started recording. So oh, you did. All right, all right. On top yeah. of your game. All right, so that wraps it up. Thanks, guys, and have a good one. Yeah, see ya.